Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to today's live stream. It's Cody, your Cape Crusader, and we're keeping it geekly. We are here with our good friend, Cody Fernandez of Jack Irons, the Steel Cowboy, issues one through four. How are you doing today, Cody? Two Cody's, one stream. Let's go, baby. Yes, 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 yes. I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty good today, actually. You know, it's a bright, nice day up here in the, the mountains of northern New Mexico, and uh, I'm happy to meet you and say howdy to, to everybody who wanders on by this thing yeah absolutely and we're uh we're meeting you over here in the cold cold winds of ohio and i'll tell you what my morning started off fantastic i uh i usually sleep about four hours four or five hours a day uh, i had eight to nine i woke up fresh i was like dude i'm gonna go to the gym i'm ready to get this interview ready to kill it um and then my son ended up uh getting sick on the car ride so it was like oh no al uh, crudo welcome to the stream sorry if i mispronounced that um, but yeah, man, how are you? Welcome to the stream. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your start in uh, indie comic creating. Oh, wow. So there's there's a lot there. Um, I'm Cody with Ironverse Comics. Um, our tagline over there is uh, when reality belongs to evil, heroes are inevitable. Uh, kind of <laughs> talks to our mission statement of basically everything we produce over at Ironverse Comics. Uh, Jack Irons, certainly not uh, uh, excluded from that. Mm -hmm. um, I've been in comics. It, it's really hard to say when when the journey officially starts with this. With this, right? Um, you could say when you picked up your first bit of sequential art, which is usually children's book, and that got me hooked into that kind of communication. Yeah. Um, then you could start like with what was the the comic book that got me like wanting to make comics, which was uh, Ghost Rider: Road to Damnation by Clayton Crane and Garth Ennis. Uh, I had never seen something so cool, and uh, it showed me the potential of the medium that you couldn't really find anywhere else. Um, I could start when uh, I really took a dive into trying to get the um, line art produced uh, about seven years ago for Jack Irons issue number one. Um, you could just go a little further back and you could start uh, about 16 years ago when I wrote the scripts for Jack Irons trying to work through some things um artistically right there's a lot of a lot of different starting places i think all of them are relatively valid um we've been producing uh comics and shipping internationally for about the last four four and a half years um i think it's been a journey i i know i know it's been a journey that has has um, <laughs> really reached uh, a ton a ton of awesome folks and has resonated in ways that i never expected and has kept mm -hmm. me uh Doing what I, you know, doing a journey that's that's it's a, it's a lot of um, it's a continuous education when you when you jump into this uh, as uh, naive is the kindest way to put it as I did, um, and uh, I've been just continuously blessed for opportunities to learn and, and grow on the bit and meet excellent people and, and share the work and uh, continue pushing forward for this and. Um, honestly, uh, Jack itself and and the work I do at Ironverse Comics, I. I really try um very hard to make it a a net positive <laughs> i know yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. a lot of people uh uh totally um can get that and get get, get what i'm saying from but people don't know you know a, a lot of the space can be different different ways it can be a lot of different ways and and that's one of the the uh educational bits that uh, i've had to learn along the way but um yeah uh that, that's that's a little bit right i i work with dogs mm -hmm. um I, I work at a pet resort running uh dog play groups okay um, and other kind of animal care i uh, love that job i've been doing it for so long so fulfilling um 
I've worked in healthcare before that for a long time. So caretaking is kind of my, my, my you're, deal. Yeah, your thing, yeah. And that's what I've done with, uh, with the comic work as well. I've been able to work with so many awesome talents and um, just uh, hopefully making a space that people can love, enjoy, and uh, share their passion for, in particular, I'm a hugely biased towards independent comics. I think the cacophony, the, the crazy amount of noise and amount of voices that are out there is just like the, the pure strain of magic I want from comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I had a chance to actually read some of the earlier issues, uh, you know, issue number one, parts of issue number two. And man, I got to tell you like, wow. So first things first, what drove you to want to create a cowboy uh, in the future? Um, this is kind of where I'm getting at is where, where this is all taking place, but it looks like this one's like kind of like immortal. Um, he's, uh, he's been, he's been, you know, has experienced or lived for, uh, in his mind for like 2000 years, but it's been on earth for about 200. Um, so what's the story behind that? You know, give us the breakdown on that because when I was reading it, I'm like, wow, this is something I really haven't had a chance to consume. Like this is, you know, you see elements of, of similar natures, but not wrapped up in one thing. So, you know, what's the story behind that? And, and Jack's as well, the bar, by the way, I love the name of the bar, Cody. <laughs> that, that was all Maxie. He, he originally wanted the um, quote unquote reader stand in character that, that Jack's John to throughout the first arc, the first three issues uh, to be me. He wanted to do a character of that. and. Uh, we we kind of settled on mid ground that that he'd make the the main character the 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 stand in character a little bit more generic and mm -hmm. uh, he wanted to name the bar that and I was like okay that's fine that's a, it's an old cowboy name Cody anyway so it works for me but um, overall right so I had in passing mentioned that Jack was kind of a a way to work things out um, you can call it a coping mechanism if you want it wasn't so heavy into that it was more of an exploration right um, from going from a uh, 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 childhood to adolescence to adulthood the overwhelming nature of humanity uh as you're growing in awareness of mm -hmm. of the totality of it all right um and and so that was the the reason why hmm, how do i want to phrase this um so one reviewer um i believe on issue number one and, and maybe issue number two he had made a, a comment that said um mr fernandez has used a shotgun when he sh should have used the sniper rifle but he nonetheless hit his target and and what that means to me um is is kind of what i was doing where um these things like you know you, you mentioned choosing a cowboy uh choosing a setting all these are uh, the main antagonist the four horsemen all these things mm -hmm. <laughs> the location everything um the, the armor so th the those four wears. those those four were like the four horsemen of like the apocalypse right In yes the second yes issue? that's yes. exactly what i thought too yeah so so um they're all caricature standard symbols thought forms that i was trying to work through they were um you're taking a gigantic almost unimaginable idea and you're mm -hmm. you're shoving it into uh, a mechanism in this case a story is is the medium and you're trying to see and explore what that mm -hmm. means to you and yeah. so um with jack you know a, a cowboy I, i'm from the southwest I, I grew up in that culture i grew up in biker culture that's why it's very strong with jack as well and you have mm -hmm. the biker cowboy kind of dichotomy where where uh biker has a lot of the outlaw vibes it has a lot of the lone wolf vibes it has a lot yeah. of that still built into it it's uh, both are very uh, uh, strong in Americana and, and in that folklore. They're symbols that communicate specific things. Mm -hmm. um, Jack, um, people consistently think he's a cyborg. And, and and to be fair, he's not. You find out for sure in issue three. Um, but uh, 
I wanted that communication as well because he's living in this world that is slowly turning people into machines, uh, quite mm -hmm. literally in, in his case. And, um, uh, uh, the, 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 again, it's, it's symbols. I wanted, a uh, um, the, the armor is more of a, hopefully communicates a bit of chivalry as it were, you know, a little bit of knighthood, uh, to it. It's rough. It's tumbled. It's, it's kind of scrapped together. It's pieced together as you can yeah. see from its design. Um, all of those artistic choices are meant to communicate certain ideas that this character is carrying through this world and together with the reader i'm trying to explore what that means and so there's a lot of there's a i try to present it in an extremely fun way i try to mm -hmm. uh, i know our artist is just wonderful at expressing oh god yeah the, the art was phenomenal yeah no no yeah. question i'm very blessed to meet maxi dallo um a beautiful argentinian artist uh, who happens to come up through my area i met him through craigslist of all places when i was trying to figure out how to get into comics and we met in the mcdonald's and we've been working together since for like the past uh, seven years or so um and um it's been a wonderful journey and i don't think so you met you met him on a craigslist it. Yeah, yeah. Of all places, man, that's awesome. Yeah, I had some decent luck with Craigslist, like buying and selling things, and I tried to jump into comics um, via the internet a few different ways. Mm -hmm. um, basically, before social media, I'm not. So, like, there's the the, the social media is such a double-edged sword. Yeah. Um, and so I was never interested in engaging with it. Uh, period. But eventually after uh, working with Maxi, getting the line art for issue one produced and then doing the publishing pitch circle for a few years, um, I figured like that's, that's how I'm getting this out. Um, our work is very esoteric and um, there's a few publishers who it would fit with, but those publishers weren't, weren't interested as far as I can tell. Cause you know, the, the main thing that happens with, with publishing submissions these days is silence. So yeah, you can't I mean, really, you, you can't really tell. So, um, but, but you know, after about three years of the grind and, 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 and so on, bit the bullet and uh, having to be good timing and uh, people were looking for independent comics and independent content. And uh, we hit that certain niche, as you said, what sort of said, uh, you, you can't find a story like ours anywhere else. No, really. And uh, it's, it's the way uh, it's, it's just scripted. It's just so well put. I really enjoyed, you know, issue one, uh, you, you have Jack go up against um, the bounty hunter, the robot bounty hunter, and um, things get very climatic. And then issue two, we are introduced to the four horsemen. Um, so what's issue three have for us? What type of world building, you know, transitions from issue number two into issue number three? So issue one, I, I, I used to call it, it's kind of an introduction to Jack's mind, how it works and, and what bits and pieces are in there. Issue two is an introduction to the world that he watched kind of fall from grace. Mm -hmm. and though if you read issue one, you know, there wasn't much grace there to begin with. Um, and then issue uh, uh, three is a stark reminder and a kick in the butt uh, for like, you let this happen. You need to go back and stare it in the face and face it. And okay. that's what we find. Or that's where I thought we find ourselves in issue four is him actually going out into that wilderness. Uh, the call to action on the hero's journey has been answered and he's going to go see what he's kind of neglected uh, okay. when he may have had the power to do more than he's done. Uh, with with issue three, we, we meet another uh, immortal um, known in Jack's kind of future timeline as Tracker, the, the top predator. He met him as Micaiah Truset, uh, a, a native who shares jack's immortality in that his physical body cannot die anymore reality will not let 
it get destroyed and will not let him pass. But he doesn't share Jack's connection to the full continuity of humanity, mm -hmm. uh, that reincarnation cycle. He doesn't have that knowledge. So they've taken very different paths uh, given that power. Jack has kind of wallowed in it and kind mm -hmm. of lost himself to it as we see in issues one, two, and a bit of three. Uh, Tracker instead is trying to seize it as an opportunity to be the, the top predator. That's what he wants to be, is to be the strongest so thing to you, ever you mentioned, exist. You mentioned earlier that you like to throw bits of symbolism in, into this comic. What is the symbolism behind Jack? You know, Jack being able to have the collective, you know, continuity of, of the human mind for the last couple thousands of years, being on Earth, unable to die, you know, what is the symbolism behind him himself? So uh, the best way I can say it and what the, people might understand it more if I kind of what, what led me there. Right. So um, there's a lot of characters in Jack people notice, of course, the most obvious, hopefully, is the man with no name. Uh, but the uh, uh, another one, of course, is Wolverine was a massive bit where it's this character who wants to do good, who continuously, I mean, he's a killer. Um, mm -hmm. to, to Marvel really kind of like leans off of that angle here and there with Wolverine. They try to make him, you know, consumable in the X-Men, but he is an absolute just murderer. He chops yeah. people into pieces. Um, so he's got that psychological weight of trying to be a good man who has been a bad man consistently. And Jack's okay. got that as well. Um, so part of part of it, what what birthed birth uh jack jack in my mind uh was kind of again was that that transition to adulthood and that weight right so jack can act at least for me and and how i've worked with the intent is is a collective face of humanity facing what it has left behind what it has built on the four horsemen are these creatures these uh lovecraftian beings that rip into reality and try oh, yeah. and make reality themselves they want to be it they that that's they believe that's their right to be the strongest even among their brothers that's so which what one which uh which which um one what, what do they represent i guess is the easiest way of putting this up like each each of the four the representations Absolutely. so we have famine um how he's manifested on earth and and our mechanics and iron verse go beyond that and that's but how the he's one manifested with, uh, on the gas mask right no, that the Famine uh, Inc. is the businessman. He's, oh, the he's businessman. the one okay, gotcha. who seeks to, uh, uh, he's perpetuated by suffering, by greed, by mm -hmm. abundance being hoarded, by by those kind of concepts, right? Where it's, it you could go extreme capitalistic uh, uh, assets, but it also goes on the opposite spectrum where it's it's forced labor, it's it's uh, the collective for the one. Um, it, it's those kind of concepts feeding into, into uh, you know, uh, again, a, a single entity that seeks to make that everything. Yeah. Um, war, that one should be a little bit more kind of kind of uh, easily <laughs> recognizable. You know, it's violence, it's anger, it's rage, it's pillaging, it's it's violent tactics. It's it's all of those things again manifesting in a single creature that seeks to make that all of reality. That's mm -hmm. what's happening. Um, plague, uh, in his way, he seeks it's reckless scientific pursuit. It's, it's experimentation without morality. It's, it's, uh, uh, progress for progress's sake. It's that sort of, of reckless abandon towards knowledge, uh, that arrogance made manifest and yeah. again in, into, into something that, that seeks to perpetuate itself into monstrosities and horrors. Um, and then death, death's the, um, the most interesting character to me because he's the hardest one to approach and he's the least uh, act well I guess he's technically the most active but he's the least um, active 
actively perpetuate himself. He is nature, right? So he's mm -hmm. a little less um, like something to directly fear, something that's directly opposing you. He is inevitable. That, that's his big bet, except for a few characters, right? So that's that's kind of that cycle where there's there's a lot of, of power in, 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 in death, but it's not as actively antagonistic because he doesn't need to be. He's mm -hmm. the eldest of the brothers, and he, he can watch them squabble amongst each other and simply perpetuate himself. And I, um, I really love their designs, too, man. Oh, they were cra like, so what was the relationship in, I guess, relaying this information to your artist? You know, how much input did you have in the way they were designed compared to what he actually put on paper? So um, with Jack, it was kind of, um, it was definitely the first back and forth, you know, we were learning to work with each other. Um, and I had done loose sketches. I'm a terrible artist, but I had Jack <laughs> very clearly and vividly in my mind. And that was one of the, again, the, the ways to uh, get that out. And, and so I had that with me for a while. Then when I met Maxi, that's what I shared. And then we worked designs off of that. He made it practical and more iconic and was as continuously over the issues as folks will notice, specifically between one and two, there's a huge jump because there was years in between the production of the line art, um, that, that the design has continuously refined and has um, taken on more of that symbolism as Maxi understands more and more what we're doing with this project together yeah 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 um, for for instance like in the first issue he the hat was a little bit more rounded a little less rough uh, his line art was a little bit cleaner more like joe mad and less uh warren johnson or or heron um and um he, he got bigger jack got more exaggerated in issue two um the again the hat came over the eyes to kind of put that more general sense of you know a less specific character trait so that there's a little bit more like general resonance than specific resonance mm -hmm. uh, there's there's um a, a lot of different things and that was just jack right so for the four horsemen themselves uh with issue two i had uh at that point i had met um the the co-editor of uh pretty much co-founder of ironverse comics uh dollar coins our wonderful mangaka over there folks are interested uh, we always offer our our uh first issues and you know your tastes into ironverse comics for free so you can go to ironversecomics.com and read issue number one of jack and see if that's your kind of deal or we'll put that we'll put that link out in the in the in the comic uh or in, excuse me in the description as well so people can check it out if they're interested thank you thank you um and so cactus coyote is another title under jack iron uh, under ironverse comics and um it explores the cosmic side of this because this uh the horsemen are sort of our pillars of Ironverse comics. If it happened on Earth, it could happen on other planets with sentient species. And that's kind of, you can kind of imagine what they're dealing with on that scale. Mm -hmm. And so um, that that's where that is. And if you're into more like a loose manga with a bit more of a fun style, you can read Cactus Coyote there and see if that's, that's uh, up to your taking. Uh, we have a 15 page ash can more in the Western style of Cactus Coyote coming out with issue number four when that funds. Uh, so uh, people can look forward to a more traditional uh, effort on that as well. But um, the uh, he he had worked with me. I had very clear visions of kind of what I wanted these characters to look like. Um, but I those ones I didn't draw. I just kind of communicated it with him as as we got this uh, back and forth. And he he kind of he understood exactly what I was trying to do. And he did kind of loose storyboards for issue number two to kind of help speed up the process mm -hmm. uh, of the line art for that issue. And uh, Maxi took those loose kind of drawings and added his own flair to them. And and we got our iconic kind of 
I wanted, and I think we succeeded in basically every character design that that matters communicates perfectly what they are addressing in the the greater communication of the work. And yeah. so that the the horsemen in particular, they're they're super iconic. Right when you look at them, you understand what they're kind of sticking with and, and what their motives are, and and you know the level of of darkness that's in them, all of that. Um, and so uh, um, it was, you know, it was a completely collaborative effort. But uh, as as always, Maxi just just took it over the top and and made it something just so so very powerful. And I'm, oh I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I definitely. Uh, like I said, when I had the chance to read uh, issue one and, you know, pretty much half uh, of issue two, I was definitely blown away, not only by just like everything I was consuming, just the art. It's so easy to get lost into the way he draws the world, um, the, just the universe, how everything looks, you know, it's like post-apocalyptic. Uh, but, you know, you, you see Jack on a motorcycle with like two iron horses leading him like that was such a crazy design. And I, I just could not get enough of it. So you said this is uh, issue number four is going to be kind of like his answer uh to what he needs to to finish up how long will we see uh this world go on for how many issues do you have in store after issue number four so we do uh three issue arcs is what i'm doing for jack irons right so this is the start of another arc okay um technically this is designed to be a infinitely run running series there's too many ideas and concepts to tackle within it the potential is incredible um the issue as always is not so much the potential but being able to utilize that potential yeah and yeah the yeah look of that i mean we 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 do it as best we can artistically uh, but the business end and reaching funding and, and all those fun avenues that's that's more difficult especially yeah. these days so um that is the determining factor however uh, again planted three issue arcs i try and make a somewhat suitable ending at the end of each th the issue so i try and write the issue self-contained so you can just pick it up and get some form of entertainment and hopefully mm -hmm. uh, thought-provoking content each each issue but they do bleed into each other so that you get this ongoing narrative and so um we can end any issue the goal is not you know i don't want to see it end <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely uh, I, I would love to pass it on i would love to to do that bit with it but um yeah the determining factor honestly is, is folks engagement and desire to to see it uh continue on um we have an entire verse comics planned out just overall the the mm -hmm. final statement as it were but um it would take forever to reach that so in each title we kind of try and self-contain and and allow room to breathe there if if sadly that was the you know the the destiny the the, the fit yeah. but um honestly uh there is so much to tell there is so much to tell with what we're we're working with and uh every issue i i scratch the surface of these things that i want to i want to talk about and i want to uh, have fun with and i want to make seem um assailable i want to make them seem seem manageable and mm -hmm. you know, a lot of folks um these days it's easy to get overwhelmed with these things and yeah and, yeah uh, and that's kind of what our work in particular tries to do so uh real real quick before we dive into looking at your indiegogo campaign because i I'm, I'm really you know scratching to see those tiers and the different you know steps that you have um what all went into influencing this world i know it's been in the works for years but i guess if you had to really put it down on paper you know where did you draw your influences from growing up you know that kind of just cultivated everything as a whole 
So it was kind of a smash of, of a lot of things, right? Um, the one of the smallest is Easy Rider, that spirit uh, of biker freedom and, mm -hmm. and just freedom from the system. But uh, the the main like influences, um, there's a lot of Samurai Jack uh, in that it's a, a, a single man with many cultures lessons and teachings put into mm -hmm. him uh, 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 opposing a great again lovecraftian almost uh, evil right so you know, a lot um, of that but i was gonna then, say i felt some trigun vibes in it there's trigun as well um he's not as jack's like definitely not as happy and uh, yeah 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 as as um I, I don't know, aloof as Vash can be, which Vash isn't. It's just one of his psychological covers. But, but uh, like the shootouts, man, are beautiful. Yes. yes. <laughs> and that's and that's the bit too. So Trigun can be, when you're reading it, it can be a bit unclear, uh, some of the paneling, which has always kind of jerked me. But the um, expression and the movement in firefights and in Vash's characterization is always on point. And mm -hmm. I just I like that. That's what carries it for me. Uh, but then the other thing was uh, Warhammer 40k. So 40k has this same concept of four ma malevolent darknesses that are kind of just seeded into the consciousness that are trying to rip through. Um, and that that's a big one. And it's grandiose, epic world building and scale and how it makes dealing with these horrors and these extremes of existence uh, fun. To engage with is 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 something I always looked up to. So it's kind of a slamming of those two. But of course, um, there were so many others. There's, again, I, I mentioned Easy Rider a little bit, but um, the Man with No Name trilogy. Um, there's there's a lot of uh, <laughs> the Red Dead Revolver from back in the day. Not not Redemption. Mm -hmm. Redemption. That was such. Yeah, I love that game. The 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 campiness, right? The the spaghetti western homage that it was, and what Red was as a character. That was a big one for me. Um, mm -hmm. There's a ton of things that went into to that but at the end of the day you know it's filtered through what i i wanted to do with it and and that you know you you can read what i wanted to do with it <laughs> and absolutely absolutely so yeah without further hesitation let's go ahead and let's dive in and start breaking down some of these tiers all right so um this is uh where we're at uh 40 20 days left we've squeaked it out before uh with issue number three so i'm still exceedingly nervous is the best way to put it all no, i'm excited and like I, I i'm prepared uh at the same time so you never know what's going to happen with us we got 40 percent of funding on our 10k goal last time uh mm -hmm. the final day so it's it's kind of a we're, we're not out of this fight by any means but also like you know i, I see where we're at and yeah, uh, we yeah. are producing a a professional level independent comic at a a, a hobbyist's ability right mm -hmm. so that's that's if people look at the price and they're saying that well that's you know we've worked up to there for for many years at this point so uh that's that's kind of there so don't, don't get gun shy folks if you're interested again dive in our world dive into the content see if it's for you and if it is we do need your help to face galactic armageddon as i've been saying but um uh, um I don't know what, what what should we cover. Should we cover the basics or go straight into the tiers? Uh, let's cover. I mean, what you want to cover? Let's cut. We can cover the whole thing if you want. We can cover the tiers as mu this interview 
is basically as much as you want it to be, you know? Oh, right. So I, I, mean, right. I mean, if you want to break it all down, I'm here for every every bit of it. So we covered a lot of this stuff. These are the three um, prior issues. Two of these are variant covers. So this is the last time, unless we have to rerun the campaign, that you can snag uh, these variants of issue one and issue two. Um, so if that's a thing folks want, we do have a way to dive in on just issue number one and snag one of those variants. Um, limited 500, 500 copies of that, and then it's it's gone. Um, uh, kind of introduce, uh, we do uh, 48 page uh, floppies. So they're, they're chunky floppies. Um, 32 pages of that ends up being direct Jack Iron story content. And then the other 16 ends up being various other story contents, concept art, fan art we've done, uh, a bunch of other stuff. So the 32 pages are filled. You know what I mean? Like, yes. these, yeah, these pages are well-designed, well-filled. Uh, and 32 pages is a big chunk as well. Like a lot of comics nowadays are hitting roughly around the 2025 mark. So, yes. I mean, there, there's a decent amount of reading material. Exactly, and that's that's always been the bit. Um, like we try and keep the pacing breezy. Issue number two, I didn't quite succeed in that. It, it, it definitely had a lot to say, and I had to shove it into some small smaller places. Some people it was totally cool with. Some other folks are they weren't as stoked about it. Um, but each issue we learned, issue three, I think I nailed the pacing that I want, where I can communicate as much as I want, but keep it breezy and mm -hmm. and, and, and and the pacing up, right? Uh, issue four, I've refined it, I think, um, exceedingly well. Uh, so I'm excited to get that on out and see see how I did. I've been holding on to that script for a long time and getting the pages in is, is always just, it's it's one of the, the coolest things about, yeah. about working in comics. Um, some of our previous work, of course, um, just kind of showing what we can do. There are our titular four horsemen for any interested this is kind of our was our big like wasn't the introduction the page before kind of has them looming and then has more of their feel to it but this is kind of the introduction to what you find in jack this this opposition this balance as it were uh, mm -hmm. with him in the center of it um the elevator pitch of course for jack is a reincarnated immortal wanders through galactic armageddon seeking freedom and purpose and so that um it's a lot of heady terms again, but I want folks to engage with those terms so they understand what we're doing in the work. Cause it's, yeah, yeah. it's again, it's not, it's not a straightforward adventure tale. It's not a, um, you know, if you go in expecting like a cyborg cowboy to just be shooting out stuff, um, that's <laughs> present, but that is not the goal of the work. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's not, um, and, and some folks uh, come into it thinking that, and I, I've tried to hit the balance so that we, uh, especially again with issue three is when we really learned that, uh, where where you get enough of that that I think people like don't feel misled, but then you get you you get what we're trying to do. It does a really <laughs> good well. balance of uh, world building with the shootouts. I mean, not not. It's not every page is filled with it, but when it's there, it's done good enough to where it doesn't need to be every page. That's that's exactly my hope. Um, because when you're doing something like that, I want that statement to mean something, not to mm -hmm. just be action on a page that looks cool and 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 that's that's it, right? I I need yeah. that that to mean something. Literally, we have him destroying the machine in issue one. Um, that's 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 kind of what we do. Issue two, he he fights off uh, the the dregs of humanity at one point. He's big gory headshot and eyeball flying and such uh but um it, that's it, when he was uh drive, driving in the truck right yes exactly dude that like i was gonna guy. say like the amount of gore was just like perfect like 
Because it wasn't too over the board, but it was just good enough when it was present. Yes, you know? and, and at the same point, like, we have an alien. Like, I, I try to, the bar scenes, there's a lot of exposition, and I wanted uh, readers to feel like they're being talked to by a guy who could just be bullshitting them and wants to talk at the bar, right? The whole yeah, time. Yeah. And I wanted that feeling to it. And so that happens. But at the same time in the background, you'll see the world do its thing. In, in issue number two, it was uh, a couple aliens trying to play a, a game, an earth game that they don't understand and they get angry about it. And then one of them quite literally loses his head. And mm -hmm. then we surprise expectations by, by having him, uh, you know, he, he lives through it. That's, that's like, hey, Texas no Hold'em is a hard race. game to play though. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly <laughs> and they he gets on up and he's got to mop up his own head in the background right um there's 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 bits like that that i try and put some levity and some humor into it and, and play with with, with yeah and bits. as you can see like just the art is just gorgeous it really is um like, like when you said this is like a pro level production um we can watch your trailer if you want to um i just don't think my uh it should be able to hear it yeah, um, that's the bit too. I've 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 heard right, and uh, we don't have much like it's all music, so folks could enjoy the song, but they won't get much out of it. So yeah. folks go to to the the campaign page again. Jack Irons, Steel Cowboy issues one through four. You'll probably come right on up. Um, you can watch the trailer and I'll get you more. If you enjoy the music, please check out mm -hmm. Luna Muta. He is one of my oldest friends. He's an independent rocker out of uh, northern Mexico as well, and he produces some very cool music. So check that on out if you like that. He does his own original rock and roll. Um, so uh, we have a couple trailers on here so folks know kind of the, the bonus comics they're getting as well. So if you get the digital tier at $16, not only do you get issues one through four, which is... Uh, like 160 and change pages of Jack Irons. You get uh, 15, 16 pages of Cactus Coyote, which is kind of an introduction bit. And mm -hmm. then you get a, uh, six pages of The Recluse, which is our newest um, title that takes place a little bit earlier and engages with a different set of mechanics than any of the other titles. And so I'm excited to get that on out and see see what folks think. But uh, those two trailers are on the go-go. So if, if you're curious, please please check those out. You know, out I might have well. to manage I might have to manage my pledge. I think I just got the digital. I didn't realize uh, you got all that packaged uh, with, uh, with uh, the $16 digital one. Yeah, no, we and, and thank you so much for backing. Oh, um, of course. Um, there's, uh, there's, we try to provide a lot of bang for a buck because we punch far above our weight class, mm -hmm. and so um, any anything we can have in our corner, um, uh, we, we we try and do. And I'm just blessed with a lot of excellent collaborators and team members, and that was one of the expressions of that. And I'm I'm so grateful for it. The storytelling, uh, again, they all have their very specific points in the greater mechanics that we're trying to work with. Um, that will resonate with Jack. If you like Jack, you'll, you'll like what they're doing. Um, it just might, uh, you know, I'm thinking like most universes, there's going to be certain characters that resonate with certain folks. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's great. Uh, if Jack can be an introduction to another one that resonates more, that that's excellent and vice versa, right? So um, that's, that's that bit. Uh, here's some introductory uh, pages of issue number four that we did. A wonderful Akira homage. Uh, a beautiful double page spread. I was so stoked when he brought this in. Uh, he has a great way to use kind of Frank Miller or Mike Mignola kind of style panel mm -hmm. to juxtapose against the more active uh, manga style um, James Heron or, or Danny Warren Johnson again style active inks. Um, he's gone heavier. So this is about 96% 
traditional so mm -hmm. this is actual ink on page as well um so it's a it's a it's a any artist knows is a bit of a different process yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a bit more expensive and uh, a little bit more risky but you get you get some feeling that i don't think you can get uh fully digital um, yeah yeah and I, I just i would imagine like the work you know because if you mess up you gotta redo the whole entire thing almost yeah really it really depends he's he's done some cool stuff with digital and post to fix some things i've seen that before but uh like uh we can see let me go up here we did sell these out by the way you can see the ink on page kind of what it looks like um on our original art pages and so mm -hmm. you, you can kind of see what he did um for that but um this was the page that that sold me on this issue being our our, our most epic yet uh with issue four we're going through um into famine ink we're facing corporate hell we're traveling through four layers of it i restructured a ancient western tale and an ancient eastern tale i slammed them together um to use their symbolism for for what's happening to jack on his wake up journey I, i'm nearing an, an old eastern uh wake up to the uh facts of reality tale so and, what, and we're what, what were those Inferno. uh those two that you collided though if if, if you're able to to break oh absolutely down. so um if, uh <laughs> this one i i just don't want to lose people and that that's that's one of the bits that that i hope like we're not heavy into the direct messaging but what i found great about this tale so it's the four sites of the buddha so it's when siddhartha realizes life outside the palace is exceedingly different he meets four individuals and i want to say meets one of them's dead right so i don't quite meet that one but he he uh he, he gains an understanding of what life outside of the palace outside of this pamper taking care of thing is he realizes mm -hmm. about sickness he realizes about uh, uh 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 getting old he realizes about um um seeing death for the first time and then he he has the he meets the person who kind of already understood that and could communicate to him uh four encounters but i shove that through Dante's Inferno. We're going through different layers of hell and different layers of, of that kind of communication that, that the Inferno was going for, which is yeah. this um, foreboding warning at the same time, kind of an expression of, of what those darknesses lead to. Um, mm -hmm. And so we, we, those are the two stories I, I slammed together and Jack's traveling through. And they're two heady ones. It's very arrogant of me to, uh, to do that. That's kind of why I love it. Uh, Yes. I was going to say, do you ever get a chance to read Dante's Inferno? I didn't get uh, all the way through it. It was an audio book that I, I listened to. I and, loved um, it so much, dude. I uh, the really like it too. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. No, I haven't played through the game either, but um, I liked, um, so I listened to the, 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 the Trinity of them, uh, um, Purgatory or uh, mm -hmm. Purgatorio. Um, I, I really enjoyed that one because it was a very unique take on it um, that I hadn't really gone through because, again, it was kind of a... Um, it was a way to combine this kind of paganistic expression of, of theology with, with the burgeoning Christian mythologies and, yeah, yeah. and make them consumable to a greater European uh, audience. And so um, that those expressions were extremely like important to me, but I wasn't going for specific notes. I was going more for, for 
again, flavors and that mechanism of communication as you're going through layers mm -hmm. um, and, and seeing the punishments, like he was being shown this and then he's trying to escape with, with his angel buddy and um, quote unquote angel buddy, right? He's in hell. But um, it, it's um, that that part of the journey was 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 there. But no, I, I haven't read through all of it. Um, again, it was his audio books and I mean, listen to so i got flavor i got text i got yeah contact, yeah 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 um and then of course we've got our our action opposing one of those great expressions of those layers which this is the first one we meet uh called the old man and i think that encounter is going to go different than how folks uh uh think but i think uh i genuinely hope and, and genuinely believe people get a lot out of it mm -hmm. and um, i think doing that is like such a huge payoff too uh i remember uh the first time like berserk for uh instance like when when a lot of that happened to him you were like what the actual yeah. you know um but then as the story progressed you've seen how those actions like affected him and had an impact on his character development and like i think those opportunities are insane to see so like grab the opportunity while it's there you know yeah no it's and, and to, to be as brave as miura was with like directly facing and expressing these things and believing that an audience was willing to walk alongside a character to do that like that's super important to me like that was, that was a big thing like people stay with guts no matter how much I mean, he's a struggler. That's what yeah. he's doing. That, that's the best way to put it. Um, you can take it a lot of different ways. He's not quite a good guy, but you can see where his, how his character like grows and then he continuously reaches for the light, no matter how yeah. buried yeah. he is. And that one's like, again, that's, that's a big resonance I've had. When I came across Berserk, um, which was after the production of this and I got into it and yeah, there's a lot of shock and there's a lot of um, uh, gruesome, uh, gruesome mm -hmm. expression that Miura went for, but every bit of it is trying to, again, do, do what I hope a lot of artists try to do, which is, is communicate something very specific. Yeah. Um, and, and those choices weren't like just for shock value. That shock was chosen very specifically mm -hmm. and, and filtering it through guts as a character was just a magnificent. And it, one of the most beautiful things I ever saw on social media was the celebration of his work after he passed. Um, yeah. I saw that that was like, it was just a bunch of light and positivity and, and, and work. Uh, and and what his work was able to do for folks, and that's that's like that's the goalpost. That's mm -hmm. that's something I would love to leave behind as well as this uh, great deed to mental health. <laughs> that would be <laughs> something I I would very much like. And and um, you know, Berserk again. It's it's gonna if you take a lot of it out of context, it's gonna be terribly shocking. And it's yeah, not going to yeah. be to a lot of people's taste. Um, and even if you start with the first volume of Berserk, it's it's a very different story than what it becomes. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, by the Golden Age arc, he's hit like what he wants to do. And um, at that point, if you don't love it, then it's not for you. But I think mm -hmm. most people, if they get that far, they're like, oh, this is what he's doing. I got yeah, yep. it's going to go for, further. And so, um, yeah, that's again, that's the work. I mean, it just um, has wonderful, wonderful expression of, of this medium. <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay, let's let's get into the, the meat and potatoes, <laughs> the, the sales bit here. It's easy so, to get me off tangent, I'm sorry. No, no, 
It's an incredible, <laughs> incredible, incredible. Like again, it's one of the the top expressions of what I'm trying to again goalposts. It's something I'm trying to touch, right? You mm -hmm. can't. Miura's expression wasn't only in the writing, but it was in he he literally poured himself onto that page. Yeah. like physically he will it's 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 and it might have could you know you, you never know how much it contributed to to a passing right so it's it's an incredible like amount of work it's a mm -hmm. wonderful thing to look to but you don't quite want to emulate it um so um with issue number four um again these are always good jumping on points if you want to jump on with issue number four i don't think you will have a problem doing that um but for our returning readers which was primarily what this first tier here is for is a great way to continue our job you know continue the work we're trying to do and and, and support us at a relatively low price uh ind independent comics are uh specifically crowdfunded independent comics ones without widespread distribution and all those fun fun bits um it's it's uh <laughs> it's a labor of love is the yeah. best way to put it and that love needs fuel <laughs> and so uh we we uh you know we charge what we can um we've continuously tried to lower the prices at the same time as raging raising our team's page rates so that is reflected not only in the goal but in the tier pricing we try and produce something exceedingly premium limited print and uh of high quality so that it justifies this but that's a great place to jump on if you want to jump on like with our latest expression what will be our best expression but um i'm sure a lot of folks you know that's that's a hefty investment for for some some printed pages and yeah. i totally get that so that's why we've always offered the digital at a low price uh issue number four is digital of course it's four dollars it's a great entryway a lot of mainstream comics and other comics at least five to six for the digital which i i as I've always tried to do, like I got footing in this, our work got footing by offering a black and white digital read on, on tapastic.com. That was how I was able to get credit. Like, you know, there were the awarenesses out there. People were hungry for content, but for a newbie uh, team to get any kind of awareness, we also had to have, you know, product to prove we could do it. And so um, I've always kept that in mind with, 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 with our work is that there's, there's a way to dive into it for free. Yeah. Um, because that's this part of the legacy, right? But um, we also want to keep those digitals low. It's a great way to support us. Just snag it, throw a couple bucks our way. It makes a massive difference, and you will get that digital. The digital copy is like the most guaranteed. Well, everything's guaranteed, but is the it's going to be the quickest delivery compared to anything else we do every time. Uh, we've never been off footing, uh, off time with the digital copy. That one's just it's just the art production it's getting the mm -hmm. physical bits the mechanisms to move that can sometimes cause significant delays i don't expect that this go i've learned quite a lot the last couple campaigns but you never know with the, how the world turns these you days know? exactly so the digital is always like your safest bet not only is it the lowest entry fee but it is also the uh easiest for us to get to you so that that one you can back with trust um same with so here's the issue one physical i think it's three dollars shipping uh there's add-ons and such too if you actually want to um give a little bit more and get some cool stuff with issue mm -hmm. number one but i wanted that to be a lower entry fee and these these are already printed the issue one through threes are already printed so there's no worry there we just got to ship it to you um but i was going to get to the digital bundle which is of course one through four 
Um, with the $4 uh, um, just issue number four, you will also be getting the Cactus Coyote Ash Can and the Recluse uh, introductory pages. Um, so you will be getting two comics with, with the $4 digital. With this, you get um, five. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's a it's a wonderful place to dive into Ironverse Comics. See what we're doing at a low price that is guaranteed. Uh, all of our digital D DRM free, all that fun stuff is just a PDF um, that that you can share. I I really just want people to check out the work. Uh, mm -hmm. We're not at a level where I think that any kind of piracy or anything like that like affects our work. Yeah, I think yeah. at the end of the day, um, the message and, and and the work itself will what? will demand more support. As the the funny on. thing with the uh, piracy though, it usually encourages people to try out your product because nine, nine, nine times out of ten they weren't going to buy it anyways but that's yeah that's that's been my experience as well however there are some indie creators who lean heavy into like you know the only way we survive and keep doing this work is to get paid so yeah. i get them you know very rigidly uh enforcing that and i i know quite a few who are like we offer a dollar entry like myself through patreon to everything we we make Right, so mm -hmm. there's no excuse to part. No, and I, I respect that. I totally that. I, get that. And I, yeah, for exactly. one, would never share. Like, you know, you sent me um, three PDFs, and I, I, I would never share a single well, I'd one be fine because those personal. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah so, but so that's a different bit. So that that's bad. I just I just wanted to communicate. Like, I respect yeah. that bit because there's there's no. Um, uh, it keeps coming up in interviews, and I'm happy it does because it's a constant reminder for myself. And I just wanted to throw that out there for anyone watching this. Like, if you do send me PDFs, I don't send them out unless you tell me to. And then, you know, I can exactly. I can link them to a couple people. All right. Well, you're welcome to on my end. But um, uh, uh, is, is, <laughs> is a Miyamoto Masashi uh, quote that, that there's no one way up the mountain. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's that's been my bit, too, is that there's so many ways to get this done and that, you know, don't if you are somebody who thinks like, you know, I, I can get these for free. Why not? As long as you're reading and enjoying the work and hopefully sharing it, you are in some way at least energetically paying for the work. Yeah, yeah. And in my case, it, it's 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 yeah. In my, in my case, it's the grassroots uh, community interaction that allows any of this to happen. And the message in it is important enough to me that that kind of bit it far exceeds trying to to get that dollar. The dollar yeah. doesn't really go far for myself and, and for others. Um, our Patreon, uh, which is Ironverse Comics on Patreon.com, uh, it pays for our website, which is IronverseComics.com, which has our own links and our hub, our merch store, all that cool stuff if folks are interested to dive in. Our fan art gallery video gallery a lot of really cool stuff on that but that's what the patreon that dollar a month on there helps pay for and those are folks who want to support on that level and keep the keep the backbone of what we're doing alive which a lot of it is that website um so there's there's a lot of ways to do it but i never begrudge somebody who gets a hold of the work reads it and enjoys it like yeah. that that that's like super important to me like at the end of the day that's great and i don't think again I, i'm at a level where it's just like well if they didn't i'd be making no this, this not tends to not be how it works but some mm -hmm. folks some folks that's you know how they how they think and they're not wrong to in their own way so i hope nobody begrudges that but but nonetheless, $16, you get an entry to everything we've done so far. I'm sure we'll actually kick you the Cats Coyote manga as well. So there's there's more. We always try to include a bunch of digital content. We've included our soundtracks. Um, mm -hmm. Previous issues, we'll probably do the same again. Um, 
concept art, all the extras come in with the digital. So it's a great entry way to see everything we're doing without having to one, wait on the shipping and, and to pay, pay a little bit up, uh, uh out the butt to, yeah. uh, to, to get a hold of the physicals. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a great way. And this has been real popular, which has been nice to me for me because uh, I mean, we're, there's only 75 of these bundles left, which is great. Um, that you know we had extras from the previous campaign that we were originally going to offer through cons to liquidate that and of course that situation has become more difficult uh over the last couple of years yeah, so yeah. we were able to offer this as an introductory because i wasn't going to be able to do another printing of these so, issues this go how has uh how has corona affected uh you know iron verse and your comics and everything as a whole Guys oh, there's, a, there's a lot of ways last year was a nightmare on multiple fronts for myself but we still got uh issue three out to everybody worldwide i'm so proud of the team and yeah. honestly of myself um because of what was going through that year the beginning of that year was just insanity um but i mean we've had to cancel like my first con appearance was supposed to be towards the end of 2020 and i would have really enjoyed doing that um the physical physical circus instead of this digital circus um mm -hmm. i think i could have a lot of fun with um but uh so that, you know that's disappointing um it affected our our uh, ability to work with the printer for a little bit um i know it's affected um more people this year and we will if we fund will probably be affected by it as well as the paper mm -hmm. shortages um there's there's team members getting sick there's delays of people having to take care of each other um it, it's made it's it's made things more difficult of course it has but um at the end of the day it was nothing we couldn't continue to rise above um and our, our wonderful art team has gotten other gigs um maxi dallo he worked on a 72 page graphic novel for the gifted rebels called uh, kids and monsters beautiful work he's worked with mike spicer if people know him he's a pretty well-known uh marvel colorist and uh, independent colorist he usually works with daniel warren johnson um we've we've uh uh Stephen Cannon, he's got a new, um, I think it is monthly limited series called By the Horns coming through Scout um, this this summer. Mm -hmm. um, our team is working great. They've gotten wonderful and beautiful awareness, partially because of this work at Ironverse, but also because they're incredible talents. Um, and, um, you know, uh, we've continuously tried to rise above the challenges we found and Corona was one of them, no question, but it was, for me, it was like the, it was the bottom of the barrel of what I was doing yeah. <laughs> last year, um, which is lucky. Some people it was not. Hey, at least, at least you difficult. knew that you were mentally strong enough and had the endurance to withstand it. You know, at the end of yes. the day, like you were able to just come out on top when a lot of people probably didn't. And, and that's yeah and that's that's a rough bit too uh people who read issue number two that came out in 2018 there's a few specific scenes in there that i wish weren't so on the nose but um <laughs> it's how it goes so some of these things do you just come out like that mm -hmm. um so that's the digital uh physical bundle courses one through four we'll we'll one through three are already printed and sitting there. We just got to ship them to you. Um, we will wait until issue four's production is, is done, printed, and over there and ship them together. Uh, you'll get a, uh, our physical tiers all include an 11 by 17 pinup. Uh, it's one of, oh, whoa, we got to go kind of far down, but oh well. Shh. Just, oh, I went too far. One of uh, these three magnificent pinups. Mm -hmm. uh, we 
doing random pinups, which each go so that folks consider uh, either doing the add-on in this case, which will get you all three without worrying about what, what which one you're getting. Or of course, you can come back to us later and pick up the one you, you might have really wanted. So uh, a little bit more community engagement, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the other bit too that's been with our pinups is I always try to grab from crazy diverse corners of, of independent comics to get that work done folks i want to work with and, and 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 such and that's always been uh one of the coolest parts of our first campaign we did five pinups and i think we worked between with between seven and ten different artists on those those five pinups okay, and that was, yeah that that's was awesome that. that's awesome and combining different artists that wouldn't work together so that was a lot of fun this one it was three um standalone artists it was just um it was more practical on my end disco and there was a few i really wanted to work with again mm -hmm. um, we have this bundle which is interesting so i could go through a whole story of, of of this encounter with with our previous printer and what led to this but at the end of the day we have 1500 issues so 500 of each of one two and three that are misprints quote unquote um oh, they're no. coloring a little off they're um <laughs> it was a it was an interesting encounter again a wonderful person who was the middleman in that encounter who um over the months we were figuring out how to do this um continuously showed that they were in my corner as well as their business's corner they wanted to make sure that this relationship can can be fostered and grow and so um we ended up with these it wasn't we paid for these um and so uh um, you know we I, do have these and they are I, readable i have a video at the bottom for folks who want to kind of check out the specifics it's it's what my <laughs> fan base is kind of called uh pixel jiggliness it's a little loose on the blacks so some of the um uh, lines are a little thicker uh if you're not looking at a microscope if you're looking like at a microscope you can see the the, the kind of how, how the printer had, had kind of not been calibrated properly uh, but they're 100 percent readable this is five of each of those issues uh it's a wonderful way to support us because again we didn't have to pay for these issues they're just sitting there for yeah us and that's there. cool they they gave them to you like you know yes. sometimes a company still might try to charge you for that well, that was cool that you actually just got these that sounds like such a nightmare though it was a nightmare um just getting the proofing process how i was used to with other printers that that took a while and i think that president once we worked that out kind of helped contribute to this so there was also a, a couple of random events like the shipping company picked up the book so in a lot of these cases you're supposed to uh, at the very least ship the misprinted books back so they can burn them destroy them whatever they don't get out of pocket for that right as yeah, much yeah. they they can guarantee that they weren't selling you a free product in this case the shipping company picked them up from my publisher uh and fulfillment guys with the publishing and then dropped them back off at it so was this and like during uh issue number three's uh campaign yes or something oh yes. my god that would have been even it was worse it, oh like, uh, again it was it was trying to fulfill and it's like hey guys by the way uh <laughs> yeah that was that was fun but we eventually did get the order in properly and so how did you fix that though did you just hit them and you're like hey fix this and we're gonna go through you again that was part of it right so again there's a wonderful guy who who's worked with a lot of larger campaigns fulfilling them like massive you know ten thousand backer campaigns and the guy knows kind of what's expected and the 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 company in particular was it can it can it has a couple different qualities because it has different printing facilities mm -hmm. and so um 
I, uh, I had been aware of what one of these printing facilities can sometimes put out. And so we had already discussed what happens and we, we had spent months figuring this out. And, um, he had already told me, you know, no matter what, just, it just don't open them and, 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 and all of that, if something's weird. And so I got my comp copies from that print run. They looked fine to me. Again, these are hundred percent like readable, good looking books. When I opened them just myself and looked through them, they were fine. But then once the, the almost high of like, here's my new books, I get to look at them for the first time. Kind of yeah, wore yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? Let me compare the interiors to previous printings. And that's when I found these these um these errors so and how did that call go like when you were like hey by the way uh you just sent me uh like 500 issues of number three that i need to send out and these are messed up yeah that's kind of what it went and he's like okay okay because i was i was not happy uh oh. he, he he knew how to deal with artists <laughs> yeah. so he's like okay okay breathe we'll, we'll talk this out you didn't open them you didn't look through them we can just take them back and burn them and print again if this is the issue just take pictures show me as much data as i can so i can present that to the business end uh, he was being a great liaison that's what he was doing i had a wonderful person in my corner most folks will not have this experience with the printer um, I've continuously had wonderful people in our corners throughout all of this. It's part of the, the magic of this gig and why I, I have continuous faith in doing it no matter the trials put in, put in, forth, uh, in front of me because, again, it, most of them turn out to be uh, lessons more than like, here's a massive hurdle that you got destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, this this is one of those things that it could be, right? They, they could be like, well, you pay for them. We shipped them. We're done right uh, a lot of people could do that and they would have been within their legal right to but in how we had discussed and what we had tried to do and the reputation that this printer wanted to have all of those things we leveraged to just ship them back to them but the uh the uh <laughs> and they'll they'll print another one and dispose of those but the shipping company again had messed up and so they had paid to ship them back to themselves um and so they weren't going to do that again when the shipping company had just dropped them back off at my publisher like they oh, picked them man. up they took all they picked up 1500 bucks and then like two days later they brought him back thinking that that was was what they were supposed to do and so that i don't know how that worked out through the printer god i feel bad to the for the company. i don't know if they got their money back i don't know like how that worked out but at the end of the day like he eventually got a hold of me like there was a week or two there where we were just holding on to those books thinking they'd get picked up again and then eventually he's like you know what we just decided the headache's too much so you can just hold on to them do with do with them what you want yeah i bet that middleman <laughs> at least probably lost like I don't know, lost like a head full of hair over the stress, like getting it shipped out and then accidentally sending it back to you. He's probably like, yeah, I'm done doing this. Like, <laughs> no, he was so cool headed. Like uh, that, that's the bit like a wonderful guy. And that was one of the bits that Corona's affected. He sadly has passed to Corona since then. Oh no, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. And it's a wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. Um, but he's, um, but it, it was that incredible bit that he knew what needed to be done for mm -hmm. a comics relationship to continue and he was totally willing to do that as long as he had enough data and ability he was willing to to get out on a limb and uh, very cool headed about it uh, again he's worked with a lot of like bigger artists right who are probably crazier when something bad like that happens yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um it wasn't like i'm sure it sucked i'm sure there was a lot of like tense like god God damn it, we got to do this yeah. now, right? Because it wasn't on there. Well, the, the printing was on there. Right? 
but the uh, the shipping bit that that bit where where their normal motive operandi where they get their their stuff back and then they'll reprint it uh, maybe they pull the page i don't know what the what they do with mm -hmm. those books um but uh that th that bit of the mechanism had to also be sacrificed just to move on from it right? yeah yeah um, i have no idea how that went on the business end i'm sure it wasn't that fun but um it's it's it was nothing he ever communicated to me was was like this um absolute insanity it's just like mm -hmm. give me as much data as i can show me what's wrong and and all of that and i will do what i'm supposed to do and communicate that to to the the, the business end yeah and um that's that's what happened and we ended up with these it's a wonderful way to snag them and it was one of the many other lessons i've been uh, gifted with in working with printers again some some people <laughs> just get those screwed up books and then they're left to hang yeah um because because the printer got paid right um that these folks wanted to go that extra mile and communicate that this is how we do business and that was incredible and i hope to work with them again in the future on issue number four but we'll we'll see how that goes um, I got enough demand, and so we have a limited number of, of one through three printed already, right? So um, I could offer a lot less of this, but we got a, a relative demand to open up. So I opened this up, I don't know, 15 days into the ca campaign so we can ship this internationally. International shipping is murder. I really don't expect too many people to jump on that. I really recommend the digitals, uh, especially mm -hmm. these days where it's kind of, you know, you, you, your dollar's going a lot uh, it's not going as far um and so uh this if you really want these i am so grateful for you guys yeah, who are yeah. willing to pay the shipping to get these out uh, uh internationally it, it is just murder and it sucks that uh none of that really goes to the team it just goes to facilitating getting the books across an ocean or or across yeah. the border um, well how, how much is the shipping is it pretty pretty heavy um, depending on where you're shipping from, right? So like Canada is not great, but it's not UK prices, which can be, you know, up to 35 Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah. to cover. So, I mean, you're paying as much almost for the shipping as you are for the, for the books. And that's, but, that's know, always a hard. I am sure if they are ordering, they are used to those costs or they know there's another, you know, alternative like digitally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's a bit right. Um, we shipped overseas uh, uh, consistently and people have been willing. I mean, we, we've had backers in Japan, we've had backers in Germany. Uh, the EU's kind of easier than some, um, but it's all still just just a little bit murdery for mm -hmm. the scale we're doing it. Um, if you're printing a lot more, right, you, you, you uh, doing 500 issue batches, which uh, it's kind of one of the thresholds where, where the printing costs are cheap, but a thousand issues is when printing costs actually go down to a bit where it's like super profitable. And yeah. at the same time, at that level, you can shave off some of those costs from shipping as well and eat it in, in the profits from the book. Um, and we're just not at that level yet. Yeah, and, yeah, um, and that some people who are still have to still feel the need to charge everything through that and i totally get it because again um some campaigns don't think through the international charges and i've seen them have to eat that like crazy and it's it it can sink a project so i've been very careful to make sure that um mm -hmm. everything is you know nothing's gonna sink us it's all adaptable yeah. if something was to happen and that's one of the bits is the shipping charges it's one of the unexpected things that can rise quite a bit suddenly and then you're left paying out of pocket and uh makes the project more difficult to continue and uh, yeah not going to do that this go but if folks want to snag this all of our physical tiers of course also include the digital stuff so uh you, you know you'll get those right away if you want to read right away and then get the physicals most folks wait for the physical in my experience mm -hmm. 
but nonetheless uh, we're trying to give you as much bang for the buck as possible but the, yeah. the shipping isn't something we can affect much <laughs> <laughs> Uh, issue four in a standee, so we're doing a six inch, most likely wooden standee. I'm going to have that in hopefully before the campaign ends. Um, I do have, did I add that mock-up to the bottom? I did. So here's our, here's the mock-up of what the standee is going to look like. So you get that. And of course, issue number four. All oh, the that's so content. cool. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the rough, what it'll look like. And again, it's about six inches. So it's a pretty, pretty nice little standee. Um, of course, at the Boogie Bot pinup, I thought that was a cool piece of art to uh, to do that with right now. Uh, all these, of course, get a sticker too. This is the sticker we're using. Uh, folks are curious. All the physical orders and who. Um, this was a big one. I'm surprised I sold one. I did these last uh, campaign. It's about a four inch resin figure. I hand paint um, on stream. Uh, and it's about seven hours per that figure so I put cool, into though. it. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it's one of a kind, of course, because it's me applying the <laughs> applying the paint to it, and uh, I ship with a certificate of authenticity, signed, all of that fun stuff. And so uh, it's a great way to support us. Um, but I uh, last campaign I had them significantly cheaper, and it was uh, totally like worth it. It was skill that I could just put down, right? It wasn't like the the physical production of the the. The, mm -hmm. the figure wasn't profitable, but it was a lot more mental effort, particularly again doing it in 2020 when I had a lot of other things going on than I really wanted to. So I raised the price significantly. This is the last time I think I'm going to do it specifically. Um, so if folks are interested in that very personal yeah. uh, bit of Ironverse comics, that's a great way to do it. Uh, and sadly, we have sold out of the other very personal and unique uh, bits. There might be one that comes up towards the end of the campaign that would be the issue number four cover uh the cover is the last thing we produce so that it encapsulates the issue as it was expressed mm -hmm. so if that does finish before the campaign goes up then the original page will be up on here as well um but uh this was the other way uh but they sold pretty quick um which was <laughs> very um very very cool it was good for maxi uh we we were trying to sell uh again doing everything traditional has its its benefit in that you can eventually you know do that you can sell yeah, pages yeah, and yeah, make a profit yeah. off uh, off of it but um we had tried for a while to do it without a campaign and just kind of offer him because he has you know 80 pages or something already so just kind of sitting there and uh that didn't take but these these took right away which was, was, was yeah and i think very, they're they're really uplifting. personable uh tears too you know oh yeah my hope is you know right um he's an extreme talent i hope they uh just continue to go up in value uh, i hope the ip does as well but just maxi dollo art i think will, yeah, yeah. Uh, will, will appreciate it it's, it's incredible uh he's been published in heavy metal now and there's there's a couple other places i'm, I'm hoping to see him uh, pop up in and so it's a great way to get in on a ground level of an artist who has nowhere to go but up yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well that covers all the tiers. After uh, <laughs> checking out everything, um, what would be your 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 message to anyone who's kind of on the fence? Hey, Dollar Coins, welcome to the stream. Um, so anyone who's like on the fence with backing this project, you know, we, we still have what nineteen days left. Uh, oh well, yeah, I haven't. Uh, well, did I refresh this? 19 21 days 21 days uh, i thought there's a little bit more so you got yeah. a couple of days left uh so yeah. anyone who's kind of just on the fence teetering um what would you say to them to push them over to uh to go ahead and back this project i know we got digital copies as low as four bucks so anyone that's kind of just teetering would be your personal message to them 
So this work is very hard to communicate outside of the work. Um, that's been one of our consistent um, hurdles is that, you know, it, it, it's a lot. It's a lot together. And, and it, as a mechanism, it, it communicates itself better than I can. I can communicate how important it is to me. I can communicate how um, important it is to the team, how, uh, what it means to us, all, all of that fun stuff. I communicate that honestly, but at the end of the day, checking it out is the best way. So if you're on the fence that far, go to ironversecox.com, go to read issue number one of Jack Iron Steel Cowboy. And if you enjoy what we're doing there, you will adore what we've been growing with, with, mm -hmm. with the uh, property. Um, that's the, that's the best way to see if, if you're that far on the fence, you should at least go look at it, read a couple pages. And if you want to read all of it, read all of it. You have three more issues to go. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, check that out. That's my best bit. Um, but it, it, again, it does, it means a ton to the team. It means a lot to myself. I think it's an important conversation. I think it is a beautiful set of artistry. I think it is an adventure worth taking. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you know, uh, extreme gratitude, uh, to anybody who takes the risk and even puts just a small amount of time to check it out. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. And, and my hope is folks will get what we're doing by checking it out. It's the best way. It's the best way. I wish, I wish I could more concisely sell it, but if I do, then I am selling it short. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, so just, you know, just to touch on it, let's say for whatever reason, this project doesn't fully fund, what's yes. your go-to plan after that? So there's a couple things in motion. If folks have followed uh, myself on Ironverse Comics on YouTube, um, I already started Plan B, uh, which I'm not really going to announce till there seems like there's a time to, but there's a Plan B. It won't okay. be the last time you see it. Um, uh, not only this platform, right? I've, I've worked on other platforms and I'm excited to try other platforms um, as as needed and adapting. Uh, Indiegogo, we've been on since the beginning. I mainly chose it because it wasn't Kickstarter, not because I dislike Kickstarter, but I'm always for like the underdog platform. Mm -hmm. And um, so that that that's where we found our audience at the time. So I returned to there to, to find it again. And uh, we've had less of that audience show up than expected. So there's um, a lot of thought and effort being made to basically start from the ground up again, which mm -hmm. has been a wonderful experience. And, and so we are amiable to many other platforms, many other ways. And again, I always point folks directly to our main, you know, the main vein that, that, that folks can, can tap into what we're doing, which is ironversecomics.com. Um, you can find every link there to all of our socials. You can find, uh, uh, places to interact with us. Um, and, mm -hmm. uh, that's the best way to keep up with what we're doing outside of this. If this wasn't to fund, um, yeah, yeah. if this is to fund, of course, you'll be updated every step of the way. I, <laughs> some campaigns hit, uh, upwards of a hundred updates before, uh, fulfillment. Uh, I make sure that people know where we are every step of the way. Um, it's a collective journey. Journey, uh, simply because we aren't able to do it without wonderful folks part of it and and i want to make sure that they never feel like they toss their energy into the wind no you tossed it into a a wonderful mechanism i'm so proud of to be a, so proud to be a part of yeah no and i i definitely i i love this interview i was very excited uh from the moment that we talked and i was able to <laughs> kind of sneak in and watch you you know make the trailer for it at yes. certain points and 
just everything leading up to it um and reading the comic i really like i really loved it that you know that's why i backed it i didn't i you know yeah. i usually i don't back just to like get people like cheesy about it i back because like you know i i genuinely appreciate it and i feel as a creator that's the type of backing you want too you know you want oh absolutely who, who um, there's a lot as much of super well I, I don't want to say it's superficial because maybe they're they're not backing the book but they're backing the personality and i am exceedingly grateful for those kind of backers as well don't don't get me wrong um but it's not the work i'm doing in some cases the creator that's the work they're doing um part of it is is their their actual memento that they're doing for the performance mm -hmm. but you're still paying the performance and so it, in my case yeah that that I don't want you paying for the performance. I want you supporting the work. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and that's, I want our work to continuously improve. So I need folks who are engaged with it compared to, you know, please support me. I need it. Mm -hmm. But but at the end of the day, um, uh, the work I'm doing, I do it because of itself. I don't do yeah. it because of, of me. I, I do it for me, but I don't, don't do it because of that. And, you better um, give me all yeah. that money though please all of it Every so uh, Cody we've come to uh, my favorite part of the podcast and I mm. always love ending the podcast off strong now there I'm sure there are millions of those out there that want to do this they want to get their idea to paper they they want to make a comic what would you say to anyone out there that's struggling to get their comic off the ground get their idea off the ground and just to take off what would you say to them uh, to help them push through so the takeoff is the toughest part um when I was diving into comics, um, I found it exceedingly disheartening that most avenues I found like how to break into comics or any kind of like articles written and such, it'll tell you the only way to get in. It'll tell you a million different ways, but but the only way to get into comics is to make comics, and and, and that's so helpful, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, so that always bugged me. That bugged me consistently. But eventually, uh, you know, you'll find your own definition of that. How you find a team or if you're a uh, artist writer it's simply just doing the work um but um there's there's again there's a million ways up the mountain don't get disheartened by what you're you know what you're doing isn't resonating uh, maybe don't be as stubborn as i can be in that this is what i'm doing and, mm -hmm. and so I, I i pivot it i grow you know uh there's there's discussion where you know some writers are architects some are gardeners i'm a gardener so everything's loose and and, and kind of grows as the journey moves forward yeah, yeah um some some folks who are architects build this this wonderful structure but then it doesn't resonate right away um if you're that kind of artist um you know stick with it if it's something you truly believe in i think if if you have that much energy behind it that much heart behind it then it means something and do it for that not for the 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 recognition or, or mm -hmm, any of that mm -hmm. if you're chasing those things uh, your art's going to be hollow and your journey is going to be hollow and therefore significantly more difficult and it's already difficult enough right um so keep at it um adapt where you need don't be too too rigid but don't be too loose in that nothing gets done mm -hmm. um and and enjoy it please i know it can be very difficult out there i know very well it can be very difficult not only on the business end but the, the networking and um, on so many different different versions, uh, different yeah, ways. Yeah. 
And um, again, if you're not doing it for yourself at the end of the day, if you're not doing it for the expression of what you're trying to do, then you're going to have a much harder time. So find something that means something to you in one way or another. And there's a million ways that that a, a piece of art can be, uh, infinite ways that a piece yeah. of art can be meaningful. So find that for yourself and that should carry you through the journey as long as you stick at it and are continuously looking for uh, new avenues to grow and learn and express that piece um, and, no absolutely uh, absolutely yeah that's, that's that's best i can hope for for out there it's the best best knowledge i can but i'm also available uh, i try and be as helpful as i can to other independent creators whether that's um boosting whether that's uh sharing experience um whatever i can do you know i'm, I'm out there again iversecomics.com go to contact and find your platform of choice to get a hold of yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And guys, with that being said, I really had such a fantastic time having Cody come on the show and breaking down uh, just everything about this Indiegogo campaign and every issue and page in between. It's been uh, such an amazing experience. I really appreciate you just taking the time out of your day to come break it down with us. Um, anyone that's popped in, obviously, much love to you guys, too. We are now streaming these episodes on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Um, and I'm looking to get it on as many platforms as possible because the more areas that I can reach, the more we can get this word out there. So, guys, if you're interested, we will have all these links in our description uh, below. You'll be able to check out these issues for free. Um, Jack, uh, Iron's issue number one and two, right? Or is th three on there as well? Uh, one is, is on there. Um, so if, if you click on issue number one, go there, it'll take you to Global Comics. Um, wonderful, very creator-focused, independent uh, um, comic hosting platform. I recommend folks check it out just for what they have on offer. They have Top Cow, Heavy Metal, a bunch of the independent folks, uh, Red Five, uh, Source Point Press, whole bunch of folks on there that, you know, IDW, um, mm -hmm. that have a lot of awareness to them as well, but they're growing and they're super personal with creators. So as a creator platform and the analytics that they provide and, and all the information, wonderful platform, please check them out. But uh, you can read issue number one. And then if you want to keep going, um, I think we skip over some of the extra content in issue number one. So you finish the story and then maybe you get a couple bits of the extra content and then it goes to issue number two. And you can read half of, of issue number two for free on there as well. And then if you either join uh, Global Comics, you'll get everything we have for free and, and your money from your subscription is only divvied out to the creators you read and right. a little bit to, to Global Comics. So um, that's a great way to just support us directly. Um, there's also, if you're not a fan of Patreon, which some people are not, and I totally get it, you can support us through there like Patreon. Patreon as well mm -hmm. monthly. It's a great way to, to help us out. Um, and um, again, with that subscription, you can read up to issue number three and get caught up. Yeah, or you can join us on Patreon for a dollar and just download the digitals. Um, hey, and, and real then, quick, then before we sign off, I do have to tell you, uh, we got our man Dollar Coins in the chat, and yes. he says to play Final Fantasy VII because you're intimidated by it. And uh, <laughs> as, a, as a fellow Cody, as a yes. fellow Cody, I mean, I don't know if you could, this is a cloud stand up. All right, uh -huh. I have this uh -huh. figurine. Uh -huh. You know, I have Vincent and Barry too, but these guys are worth like a hundred dollars a pop. Very, very huge Final Fantasy fan. I have Genova tattooed right here on the inside of my arm. Um, <laughs> very so, not intimidated by Final Fantasy Seven. You, you are doing a disservice to Cody's across the world until you oh, play no. this. 
no. So I'm not said, terribly hours. <laughs> I, I expect all coins to, to, to razz me a little bit. Wonderful editor, co-founder <laughs> of Ironverse Comics. Please check out Cactus Coyote while you're checking out Jack Irons, and you'll see what we're doing on the cosmic scale as well as the more Terran scale. And, uh, and then you'll get kind of what we're doing over there, which is a, a whole bunch of awesome insanity. Yeah, well, I think right now, perfect time though. Guys, thank you once again for stopping in. And Cody, once again, uh, a thousand, thousand thank yous for introducing me thank to you. this awesome book. Uh, with that thank being you. said, guys, I hope you have an awesome day. We're going to be getting some podcasts out as well. And But most importantly though, keep it geekly.